I said, no one's going to have a hit with a name called Britney Spears. And if you give me the song, I'll send you a 500 SL Mercedes. And I'm now officially an idiot. Yep, that's me talking to Simon Cowell. I'm with the one and only Simon Cowell. Hello. Who actually invited me to his house to interview him. Well, we had One Direction signed to us. And we were getting song after song after song. That's not a guy's song. That's a girl's song. Leona Lewis is going to sing that song. When someone says yes, you shut up. That's my best advice in life. I actually think I threw up. I was so upset. Not only about his return to the music industry. But I thought this is too good to be true. And then the more we looked into it, it's like it's never been done before. But a project he feels could change music forever. What if the next song he wrote doesn't go to Ariana or The Weeknd or Taylor? What if it went to the world? Super excited today because you know i simon i have talked to a lot of people from the traditional world of music a lot of people from the online world of music there's never been like a bridge to bring them together and this project excited me a ton because it creates that bridge yeah for the first time oh thank you what was kind of the inspiration and the goal of this project well it, it came to me like most things I did, like as a TV format, and it sounded like a very complicated TV format, but at the heart of it was a brilliant idea, which was, what if some of the biggest songwriters in the world wrote a song for the world? And I'm like, that's genius. But I thought this is too good to be true. It must have been done before. And then the more we looked into it, it's like, it's never been done before. And then it was like, well, you've got to set your targets high. So I said to Tim, my partner on this, we've got to get Max to write the first song. It has to be Max Martin because he is the most successful living songwriter in the world. So if he says no, we're screwed. So I had to call him. We did a Zoom and I said, Max, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've got an idea for you. And Max is very, very careful choose him about what he works on. I said, Max, what if the next song he wrote doesn't go to Ariana or The Weeknd or Taylor? What if it went to the world and we dropped this song on TikTok? He went, I love it. I'm like, by the way, when someone says yes, you shut up. That's my best advice in life. So I'm like, okay, fine. Thank you very much. Great you just get off the phone as quick as possible. And then I thought, my God, he said yes. Uh, now we've got to go to TikTok. You said early on, I'm going to say how long ago you said this, but you said, uh, if you've got Max Martin as your writer, you have the best chance of having a worldwide hit than anyone else. What did I say that? That was 21 years ago. That was in 2001. Is that right? I found it online and yeah. what, what I love, hit me baby one more time or dot, 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 baby one more time came out 1998. Yeah. I would love to hear the story behind that. Well, I had a boy band signed to me at the time called Five, and we were close to breaking them in America, but I didn't have the song. They were doing one in the UK. So Clive Davis calls me from Arista Records in America. Simon, I've heard this song, TLC have just passed on. It's called Hit Me Baby One More Time. And he played it to me down the phone. All right, this record is huge. So I didn't know Max well. I called up Max and I said, Max, uh, you know, I've just heard the song TLC have turned out. Can I have it for five? No. Why? I'm giving it to someone called Britney Spears. Who's Britney Spears? She's just been signed to Jive Records. I said, Max, no one's going to have a hit with a name called Britney Spears. And if you give me the song, I'll send you a 500 SL Mercedes. 
and he said, give me 24 hours. 24 hours later, he calls me back, no. I went, why? He said, well, I promised her the song. And I said, and you won't change your mind, no. And then a few months later, I heard the song on the radio. I actually think I threw up. I was so upset. Wow. Yeah, because it was such a huge record. It was a massive hit. Yeah. And it, but you know what? The weird thing about that song was, because it was written, you know, as an R&B song, I would have had a hit with it with a boy band. Obviously, Britney had a huge hit with it. It was just a hit song. And I, ever since I was an A&R guy, I was always chasing hit songs. If you had a hit song, As that was everything. It's still that way today, even more than ever. More than ever, yeah. Man. Yeah. Something I was I was looking into was Hit Me Baby One More Time, Britney Spears, went number one in every country it was released in. Now, you said that Max Martin, one of the biggest songwriters of all time, for, for anyone out there who may not know the songs Max worked on, Max has worked on 25 number one hits. And a lot of people say 23, but I, I made sure to look this up because one of my favorite songs <laughs> is BTS, Coldplay, My Universe. I recently got to, to meet Coldplay and go behind the scenes with them, talk to them. And Max has just proved himself time and time and time after again. Yeah. Save Your Tears, Blinding Lights. Yeah. Hit me one more time. I want it that way. So many massive hits. What makes Max such a powerhouse music creator? Uh, he really is a genius. I mean, I remember the very first time I met him. Very quiet, very unassuming, but with this real kind of confidence. He's very cool. And yeah, I mean, it's like to do what he's done. It's like Steven Spielberg. You know, you, it's, you are a genius to know how to transcend the every decade, what people like, what they're not going to like. He never overcomplicates anything. But he's all about the melody, the hook, the lyric. I mean, it sounds simple, but it's unbelievably hard. So if I said it 21 years ago, yeah, it's as relevant today. And look, as an A&R guy, we all chase the next Max song. If you could get a song by Max, you had a really good chance of breaking your artist. Sounds like that, 100%. So you want to work with Max. You try to give him Mercedes. He says no because he he's, he sounds like he has a lot of integrity. He wants mm. to work on the things that he wants to work. He on. does have integrity, yeah, yeah. And you want after that point, it was like I want to work with Max. Are there other songs before this one that you ended up working with him on? Well, Max, I mean, uh, they've been part of Sheeran, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Dennis. Oh yeah. So Dennis Pop was the guy who started it all. I met these guys very very early on. I, uh, I think that I think by that point I probably only heard one record they made by Dr. Alban and I just thought it was a great pop record and I wanted to meet these guys and uh, I flew to Sweden found their studio in Stockholm wherever it was no one had heard of them by this point met this guy Dennis and then every studio door that opened I just heard these unbelievably great pop records this is going back about 30 years ago and I thought, I don't know how they're doing this, but this is going to literally change pop music forever. It was like Motown all over again. But somehow they found the formula of just writing these amazing pop records. And they've been like that, like I said, for 30 years. So, you know, when we came up with this idea, it was only going to ever launch with Max. 
or we weren't going to do it at all. I mean, literally, that's what we decided to do. So when I made that call to him, I'm thinking, I really hope he wants to do this because if he doesn't, I just don't want to do it. Max is a name that if you are in music, you know, you know about. Mm. He's not very well known outside of the people mm. who, whenever I go onto a song, I immediately look at the credits. Yeah. Something I'm super interested in. I feel like that's the kind of thing I want to push and continue to do. But with Max specifically, what made you feel that this song, because I think I want to change it a little bit. Max is someone who almost feels a little untouchable. Yeah. And this yeah. project allows artists on TikTok, artists from anywhere, or just people for the first time to create music. What does it mean for someone who is newer to the industry to make a song with someone as accomplished as Max? Well, it's a good question. I mean, as an A&R guy, I mean, you know, when I would go in and work with Max, I was nervous because it was such a big deal. I mean, if you've got part, if you were working with Max or his team, it meant they believed in your artist. If they believed in your artist, you had a chance of success. That was really how it worked. So again, with, with this idea, Max had to believe in the principle that the world is at a place right now where there is so much talent on TikTok. And this is what we talked a lot about, is was his belief in their ability to make his record better. Um, he absolutely had that belief in them. And he, like me, was excited about not knowing what was going to come back. Because look, when you're in a position like him, trust me, people are queuing up to have a song by Max. So for anyone who doesn't know his history, yeah, for 30 years, him and his team have dominated pop music. Normally a song like this would go to somebody who's probably had about 10, 15, 20 hit records. They're A-listers. So the fact that he's giving this song to someone who's completely unknown and allowing them to write their version of the verse, it's something you never, ever would have dreamt of happening. It just wouldn't. It's a bit like, I suppose, uh, if you're a movie maker and Steven Spielberg's written or directed half the movie and says to someone, okay, you can direct the other half. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen. Early on, you had a song and you were pushing a girl group you said it didn't work because the record wasn't good enough. Yeah. So for Stem Drop specifically, and especially in the TikTok era, it seems like the real push is around how good the song is. It is. What's your thoughts on this song? Well, you know, I meet with a lot of the big labels, you know, all the time. I have done, obviously, for years because I was, I was part of a major label. And the way it is at the moment in terms of how labels are looking to find artists are it's not as personal as it used to be i mean okay there are always this is a bit of a generalization but they're looking for people who make noise and to make noise you've got to be original and to be original you've got to have a new soul and to have a new soul it's got to be a great song so that was i suppose the kind of the thought process behind this is that this actually might get you a lot more attention than you would normally do, or at least gave you a lane to go down, because that's something I talk a lot about, is that what kind of artist do you want to be? And no, it's unbelievable 
probably competitive out there right now. So 75,000 songs come out every day and yeah. just on Spotify. I mean, that is crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean, that excludes everything else, uh, which is being posted on a daily basis. And every, by the way, everyone's doing it for the same reason. Everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody wants to get a record deal or everybody wants to sign up followers. It's very, very crowded. And that's why, again, with this idea, it had to be simple, but it had to be powerful at the same time. Um, and you needed a fantastic soul for this to work. So the day when Max said they've written the soul, it was like, Christ, what if I hate it? What if it's terrible? I mean, this is, this is torture. And I kind of like pressed the play button, like, here we go. And I'm like, my God, it's brilliant. And then I just took a big breath and then I whacked it out the volume and I put it on a second time. And it was very interesting. I played it inside my house and someone was sitting outside and they kept running into the house. I loved his song. What is it? That's, it's the first stem drop song. It was just so weird. Amazing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on TikTok's impact on the music industry? I love it. That's why we went to TikTok with this. Genuinely, they're all about allowing creativity, encouraging creativity, and wanting people to do well. I think what they've done, the way they've done it, is such an amazing, creative, brilliant place. There was only one home for this. There's always going to be one home. Sounds like it. TikTok, TikTok changed my life, and it's the reason I'm able yeah. to chat with you today. So appreciate you for having me. No, I really appreciate you coming over. I think the fact your love of music and your interest in songwriters, you were the perfect person for me to talk to. And that's why I was really curious to hear from your perspective how much you love songs and interest in songwriters to what your reaction was when you heard about this in the first place. I loved it. I, I think it, honestly, I think that there's this huge divide right now between traditional music and online music. And this is the first time I've heard about anything because I've talked to a lot of people. I'm, I'm on this journey to talk to a bunch of songwriters, producers, people behind the scenes of music. Yeah. And most of the people I talk to, they come from two different worlds. There's the world of people who make viral hits right now on TikTok and are having mm -hmm. a lot of success. And there's people who think it's more of like a lottery system, which I feel like that's kind of how it's always yeah. been a bit. But I think this is really great because it merges the two worlds and creates a bridge. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, and also what I hope is, is that if you get a foot in the door with a song like this, let's imagine that it goes really well, you do an amazing version, and the, and the singles are hit. Now you've got the trust of the songwriting community as well, because whether it's Ryan or Max, they'll all tell you the same thing. They've got up, they're going to give away their baby. It's got to be somebody brilliant. So this is a, hopefully a foot in the door as well, apart from a hit single. So recently I got to, to chat with Ryan Tedder about the behind the scenes of Bleeding Love. He told me his side of the story. Oh, go on. <laughs> he, he told me that he wrote a song with Jesse McCartney. Yeah. He sends it over, tries to send it out. People aren't really biting it, telling him it's not a hit, not a hit, not a hit. I pitched this song, the record label, the guy at the label said, it's not a hit, it's definitely not a hit. I don't even think it's gonna make the album. You can just keep it. And they just kind of like shelm it. Yeah. Now, he told me like a little bit about like what happened here, but I'm interested to hear what happened on your end and what your side of the story. One of my, we had Leona Lewis signed to us and we, we always had a feeling that she was going to be a big star, but we needed a big song to launch her. And um, 
Anyway, one of my A&R guys came in and played me the demo with Jesse on it. And we had a male artist signed to us. And the A&R guy says, I've got a hit for so-and-so. And I went, that's not a guy's soul. That's a girl's soul. So, and this guy can't sing that soul. Leona Lewis is going to sing that song. And I remember calling uh, Ryan and said, would you consider, you know, a girl singing it? And he went, 100% Simon. In fact, I think he actually hadn't thought about that. And I went, well, I think it's going to work. And then he called me, I think about a week or so later after she'd been all, or the day after she laid her vocals down. And you know what Ryan is like, he's so excited about his hits. He was screaming down the phone. So you've got to send me the rough mix. And he sends me the mix. And again, you know, it's one of those moments where I just sat there, listened to this record, and I thought, it just doesn't get any better than this. We broke the Beatles record in the first week with Bleeding Love. Some like 50-year-old Beatles record. I think it was like 470,000 copies in week one. He knew, and he kept telling me, this is a perfect storm. You don't get many of these. It's a perfect storm. It was just perfection. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I think we talked a lot about Max, but there's two other writers on this song that you yeah. out that are just next level. One of them, I might be saying it wrong. I always thought it was Savan Koteca. Yeah. He wrote so many massive hits with Max. I remember looking at his page and yeah. a lot of the songs come up with Max, but one of the songs that doesn't is What Makes You Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had One Direction signed to us and, you know, we had a real buzz on the band. And it was the same thing. It's like, well, where's the hit? And we were getting song after song after song. And then um, there was one song we heard, a demo, and it was What Makes You Beautiful. And we all thought, that's the record. And they, the boys put their vocals on the record. I'd flown to Miami and I said, whatever happens, I want to hear the mix with the boys' uh, vocals on that record. And I was in a car in Miami and I put the song on. And I'm like, we got it. That's the record. So, you know, everything I always say, it always comes back to, for me, the first time you hear a hit song. And I think whoever gets involved in this, the adventure of when you nail your version of a hit song, it is the most exciting part of your career. No question about it. It's the part I love best. I think one of my favorite parts of your story is like, what you went through to get to the place you are, the struggle that happened in terms of starting out, trying to get hits. And one of my favorite things was um, Fremont applying to be in the mailroom. Yeah. Which was the coolest thing in the world to me. Yeah. And now at this point, developed American Idol, America's Got, America's Got Talent, all these other things for the same company they rejected from the mailroom. Yeah, well, it's pretty difficult to be rejected for a job in the mailroom. I'm not sure why the criteria was to not get the job. I was 17 and I said, I will deliver mail. And I got a letter back a week later. No. Like, well, thanks a lot. So anyway, they were a TV company. So then I ended up in the mailroom at EMI Music Publishing. So, you know, my my kind of path took a slightly different way and then in the end yes i ended up coming up with all these tv shows which i now make with Fremantle as my partner but it was just like a kind of a weird 360 story that one and then on top of it american idol doesn't get picked up at first same thing with the got talent brand just continuing to push through and i love that you are now helping so many more artists so many more people hopefully find their dreams and find their passions through stem drop oh i really appreciate that thank you it means a lot no, I, I still get a real buzz from this. 
Um, nothing is a guarantee. Uh, and I was talking to you know Tim the other day, and he said, "What do you think is going to happen?" I said, "Well, one thing is for sure. I'm glad we're working with TikTok and not rather than not working with TikTok. So I don't know what's going to happen next. I know I love this idea, and I think it's needed." I think it should have been done a while ago. And maybe off the back of this, more people will start doing the same thing, which is giving, you know, people who need an opportunity an opportunity. Because you know what it's like? It's a very, very, very small percentage of people who actually make it through the other end, have the right amount of hits to tour with, sell up records. It's a difficult process, this. This could be the missing link. I hope so. I hope so. I'm excited for it. Oh, thank you. I'm going to do one last thing because I know it would do super well for social media purposes. In fact, I'm with the one and only Simon Cowell. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. for, for oh, Let me start again. Thank you for coming over. Oh, amazing. Now, just in case, Simon, tell me one more time the story of... Hit Me Baby One More Time and your perspective on it. Right, okay. Uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time was written for TLC, passed on by TLC. I was sent the song. I had a boy band called Five. I wanted the song for Five. The song was promised for Britney Spears. I told the writer, someone with a name called Britney Spears will never have a hit. She gets the song. I didn't. And I'm now officially an idiot. But now, 20, how, at this point, 1998 to now, I'll, I'll edit it later. Now, years later, you're working with Max again to develop a very exciting new project called Stem Drop. Yeah, we are, uh, uh, fortunately, you're right, I can't do the math. But many, many years later, Max has co-written a brand new song. And instead of giving it to... An artist you would expect. He's now giving this song to the TikTok community to record. So he's basically he's basically written a song for the world. One of the biggest songwriters and producers of all time. Of all time. Incredible. Yeah. Super excited. You say it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Simon. Hey, you've been a star. Well done, you. And congrats on everything. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, very Thanks smart. I like the way you do your stuff. I, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to check it out. I think you're going to love it. That's brilliant. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Simon. Well done, Daniel. Good for you for doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah you're crazy. Learn from your story. I remember as a kid, I always used to wa would watch American Idol. Yeah? I think it's one of the things that got me into music at first. Is that right? Yeah. A couple of photos of you guys, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be great for that. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I remember what I said. Great job. Be very creative. I love that. It's rare you meet people who actually are interested in the writers and 